Hello and welcome to Fratello Talks. I'm your host Nacho. This week I'm joined by my colleagues Lawitz and Alex. And we're going to be talking about what makes a watch brand good. We're going to be discussing what keeps us coming back to certain watch brands, uh, whether it's ambassadors, specific watches, uh, how they innovate and how they keep us interested and returning to them. But before we do that, let's take a look at what's on the wrist. Lex, what is on your wrist today? I'm wearing the Oris Fratelloris, otherwise known uh, as yeah, otherwise known as the Fratelloris. It's an, it's a yes. name. It's a pointer date in bronze with a oxblood uh, red uh, dial. We did uh, a couple of years ago, and it's this one's on the uh, grey suede strap. Very nice. Yeah. Have you ever depatinated it? I have never depatinated. It's okay. fully okay. patinated. I asked because I know Dan experimented smell it? with some. <laughs> I'm okay. It smells. I like asked uh, Dan. Penny. It smells like a penny. It smells like a penny. Yeah. That's nice. But uh, yeah, Dan, I know, uh, dipped his into either lemon juice or vinegar or something like this to acid. To, to, to cut Ketchup. back on he the He took acid, the dipped it in acid, and then he matched <laughs> it to like a that. new something bronze. Like he, he got the bronze bracelet for it, I think. Yeah, true. True, true, true. I've it's never seen him wear it. Did he ever look. wear it? I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, that's anyway. why he uh, depatinated it. To, Absolutely. To, to match matchy the, matchy yeah, with to match the, the new bracelet. For sure. No, I haven't. Okay, and Laris, what's on your wrist today? I am wearing a uh, Nevada Grenchen. So this is also uh, a uh, Fratello collab. This is the brown dial version. Oh, no we brown did, uh, in town, man. No brown <laughs> in town, but I'm bringing brown back to town. Um, yeah, this is a, this, I, I, do, I have to say, I've, this is a watch that's sort of grown on me. I'm wearing the, uh, the reverse panda once in a while as well. I know you, as you can see, it's a very it. interesting. It's a very yeah. very interesting watch. Our studio underdog. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Solida movement, hand wound, very comfortable on the wrist. Yeah, very mm-hmm. nice. You've been spot. wearing this one and the black dialed one, right? On a, on the a... uh, reverse panda. Oh, okay. the reverse panda okay. on some uh, some pigskin straps that we very have nice. coming out very soon, which oh, I think oh, is a cool, really cool, really cool. nice uh, combo. It yeah. looks very good on the yeah. pigskin. I, I think it's nice on that because that is a very matchy matchy uh, perforated rally. Strap. Yeah, exactly. definitely. It yeah. looks very very seventies. It works fantastic. Well. Like very that. Nice. What are you wearing? Yeah, I'm wearing uh, my Breitling Avenger, the big forty four millimeter uh, uh, chronograph, uh, and I'm wearing it. Uh, this is your favorite combination, Lex. I'm wearing yeah, it yeah, on yeah. the NDC uh, straps, uh, which is uh, it's uh, it's an elastic. Uh, an elastic yep. strap with this uh, sort of metal buckle and it's made out of the uh, new old stock uh, material used by the uh, Marine Nationale divers uh, that put it on their on their Tudor watches and, and yeah. whatever and it's uh, it's I think it's the the only brand that's actually selling them with the uh, with the actual new old stock uh, yeah. material which yeah. for nerds like me is a very appealing thing it's yeah. very um, comfortable as well very comfortable it's and really nice it looks good yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. I yeah. like the clean look of the uh, the buckle. It just, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It, it has suits a the pilot to kind of aesthetic a little bit. It mm. reminds me a bit of a like something that you'd find on a harness or, yeah, exactly. or something like that. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. I think it matches the uh, the Avenger Definitely. well. And uh, yeah, it's from the from the guys in England. Uh, uh, NDC straps. Mm. Very cool. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah, so let's definitely. see uh, what keeps us coming back to certain brands. I think, uh, I think, uh, Lex, we can start with you. What's something that to you in your long and illustrious career as a watch <laughs> journalist has kept you coming back to specific brands? Um, there has to be a little bit of a, of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and But at the same time, and that maybe sounds like a paradox, it also has to be real. So there has okay. to be real mystery. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Like close-up magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, they actually at the watch events they often hire these uh, these uh, magicians that, that do this close-up magic, which is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, they steal all the watches. Exactly. No, no. Ba- ba- back to top. Yeah, no, yes. but I, I think some brands are uh, really good uh, in in surprising us with stories that are actually uh, uh, real. Um, okay. Um, okay. So I think that is um, important important to me but in the end it's always down to good product right um, right, right. the the product the, the, if you have a but, the, but on the other hand if you if you have a bogus uh, story uh, and a good product it can seriously uh tame uh, uh, a good a good a good watch yeah. so i think a, a, con- a consistent story uh, mm-hmm. is 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 good um and a, and a bit bit of mystery that I think that always has that works for Rolex of course, but it also right. works for uh, for Patek. Yeah. Um, and what I consider a not that not that I own a Tudor, but what I really really appreciate about Tudor is that mm-hmm. they uh, somehow seem to manage to come up with uh, stories that are real. And, for sure. And even, uh, and not just regurgitating uh, stuff or finding uh, uh, stuff in the archives, but also just uh, recent uh, uh, things that are good. The FXD yeah. is... Uh, yeah, that's a good example. ...is a very modern uh, watch with a very decent uh, storytelling that, of course, mm-hmm. has a little, has an element in, 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 their, in their history, but it's also a very nice logical evolution um, of the brand... And at the same time, it's also uh, an aspiring story because yeah. um, marine divers are just uh, navy divers yeah. are, are cool people. It harkens back to I, people I really using these things, right? I think yeah. that that's that's, yeah. that's for me. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, a lot of what what brings that interest. It's it's the 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 romance. I think it's romance. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. that also yeah, really yeah, yeah. ties into it, like like thinking of astronauts uh, launching themselves into space, uh, into the unknown back then. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. 60s yeah. And, and whatnot, and 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 you know them needing those watches and and stories of uh, of you know the 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 speedmaster being used to 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 sort of yeah. save the lives of the of people on the mission i mean that 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 those kinds of things that uh, that yeah. uh, sort of uh, you know that's a story uh, you can't even come up with exactly that's the thing it's it goes well beyond marketing and it's just yeah, uh, yeah you can't fake it you can't yeah. fake the watch that somebody wore while doing the 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 paris dakar race in the in the 70s something yeah. like that it's just that's just the watch that they that they picked and uh, yeah. i think that 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 level of storytelling really goes a long way. How about for you, Laurits? What's something that, that keeps you, and what are some brands that sort of exemplify this for you? Yeah, well, that, that, that's the most difficult question to ask. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Probably. I saved it for you. Exactly, but I think, <laughs> I think for me, mystery, maybe not as much as history. Okay. Um, no, so, a, a rhyme, so it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it must, must be true. Um, I do like watches that are, or brands at least, that are somewhat historically significant. Okay. Um, but I can also appreciate new brands if their product can carry the brand. So right. I think it's, right. for me, I'm willing to make a little bit of a trade-off when it comes to brands mm-hmm. that they can lack a little bit in their product if their history is good enough. Right. But if it's a new brand with no history, obviously, then I think the product has to speak for itself and it has mm-hmm. to be the best possible product. Yeah. Um, so for me, it, 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 it depends. 
um, okay. on on the brand itself. <laughs> yeah. Is, um, it, is it also a little bit like you you buy the history, but you wear the product? So in in the in the end, you're, you're, yeah. if it, once it's on your wrist, the yeah, the story is true. nice, but then it just has to be a very good product. Yeah. I would say yes and no. Oh. Oh, because yeah, I, I do I do agree. The, obviously, the watches that I I would like to buy, they would preferably be good watches. But mm -hmm. I would say that I'm I'm willing to make the trade off of, and I, I think this harks back at least for me to to vintage watches that I'm willing to sacrifice on usability, waterproofness, uh, all these kind oh, of yeah, things, yeah. if it is historic, historically significant and it's it has the ability to take me back to a time before I was around in a yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so for me, history more than mystery. Yeah. But if for obvious reasons there is no history because it's a newer brand, then product is yeah. king. And in a way, it's it's interesting to talk about vintage watches because it it's those are pieces of history in many yeah. in many ways. I mean, sometimes you're you could be wearing a watch from the from the forties or fifties or something like this, and 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 that's truly stood the test of time. Yeah, uh, they're still ticking, and with a with a service, they can they can you know even even sort of just keep going for another 50, 50 to 70 years, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's, it's this uh, sort of uh, uh, perpetual product. And, yeah. uh, and I think that that's quite, quite obviously interesting. And we see the prices uh, reflect that, uh, that sort of, uh, you know, that, that desirability that comes with, with, uh, with this age for, for, yeah. for certain watches. Um, but I think on top of that, like when it comes to something modern, it's a little bit the storytelling, a little bit the, the, the heritage that comes with it. Um, but I think that we also see some brands that kind of come out of nowhere and they're able to yeah. piece together elements that, that even, uh, I think another so another important element is aesthetics and design. Yeah. Yeah. Design yeah, also yeah, yeah. goes a long way. Absolutely. Um, you can talk about brands like uh, like Serica or or mm -hmm. in a more light lighthearted note, something like Studio Underdog, mm -hmm. where they they create stuff that's not it was it wasn't there historically. No. There is some inspiration on a, a bike compacts uh, uh, or a compacts chronograph yeah. and a field watch. There's some history there, but then it's it's this sort of heavily redesigned take on it yeah. that still has a little bit of that original um, soul to it. And I think yeah. brands, brands like those, which are new, but they still keep us uh, with our eyes kind of, um, you know, our eyes on them. What I what I find interesting in in if you, if you, you mentioned Serica, I'm thinking mm. uh, Vertex because what they mm. did is you take something old and mm. then you kind of keep the looks, but also upgrade them, add yeah. some little neat touches, like the uh, the, the blocks of Superluminova. That looks good, and, and they do that well. What I don't necessarily um, like is that everything is still so incredibly uh, retro, and I get it. Yeah. Uh, we live in uncertain times, so we <laughs> want to be comforted by the, by, the, by the past that was warm and fuzzy. Yeah. So uh, that's, uh, that's all good, but um, I think it's particularly difficult now for a brand to bring out something uh, uh, futuristic um, mm. um, because people are not m necessarily in their most uh, adventurous uh, moods uh, right now. But sure. uh, yeah, but what I'm, what I'm also interested in is you have, uh, you have a, a substantial amount of watches, <laughs> right? More Sound more like than the girlfriend. average, more than the average Joe. Yeah, sure, sure. But, sure. Yeah, but sure. and and you have four Omegas. Yeah, two Breitlings. Yeah, yeah. two Breitlings. Yeah, 
So is this turning into an intervention? No, we'll see about no, that. No, but true, true. Yeah. George Kern, come in, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, no, no, but, but what is it? What is it that the what is the Breitling story that uh, the Breitling has less of a story, right? I think with the Breitling, I, I was interested in the aerospace because it was just a, an interesting watch. I, I had already gone uh, sort of down the rabbit hole with mechanical watches mm -hmm. uh, quite significantly, and then seeing something that was quartz, but from 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 uh, from from one of the the sort of more reputable high end yeah. known names in the watch industry uh, was uh, was uh, was uh, was 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 very cool and then to to read a little bit about the history and the purpose of, of mm -hmm. these watches um, that was uh, that was also really great uh, so to know that the Breitling Aerospace is really used by pilots and that kind of thing and then this one this one I have to say was much more just I aesthetics. think that's actually a very uh, cool element of yeah. the aerospace and I was never really a fan of it but the right, thing is right. you, you really see it in cockpits yeah, yeah definitely. when you take a definitely. peek in a cockpit when you're bored yeah you quite often yeah. see uh, an aerospace yeah. in the in in the cockpit so it's a relevant it's a very relevant definitely. Uh, watch definitely. Yeah. yeah you see pilots really wearing them yeah. and I, I try to keep every time i'm at the airport and you see the group of pilots walk by i always try to spot what's on the wrist often yeah, yeah, their yeah, yeah, suit yeah. jackets are not amazingly tailored so they're they're a little too long <laughs> yeah 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 um, true and, you know you're 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 piloting a plane airline. you're yeah. not uh, it's not a pitiomo right so uh, it's all good but no, uh, but you sometimes do not. see uh, aerospaces on the wrist this was much more just just uh, an opportunity to pick something up at a at a reasonable price that that I had been curious about mm -hmm. um and you know it being so big and 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 titanium as well it kind of works okayish and it was just kind of testing a discomfort zone in a way but also it mm. takes a lot of boxes i love that it's got a lot of uh, function uh, to it it's it's it can be a dive watch 300 meters but it's also a chronograph um it has this sort of aero aeronautical sort of appeal to it but it's also uh, perfectly capable in in the water so mm -hmm. it's kind of like a like a real multi-function tool watch and it's from an era where breitling was really focusing on that kind of that kind of watch uh, but when it comes to omega it's very easy to explain as well it was just at first, aspiration. And yeah. Omega, when, when you're a yeah, student yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're getting into watches, it really means a lot to, to finally break into that sort of Swiss luxury yeah. watch. It's the True. watch on Bond's wrist. It's it's a brand with yeah. a lot how of uh, How important was meaning. that Bond yeah. uh, that connection? That was hugely important because I, I, my first Omega was a, was a, a very uh, beat-up old uh, 1970s uh, Genève model with a TV dial. I've and your first Bond it. girl was... Uh, no, no Bond girls. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. They're, they're, yeah, it's, listen, it, it's fine. Uh, Eva Green is uh, always a highlight, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but you know, and then and then slowly kind of working my way. I think yeah. I think after that it was uh, it was the um, it was the uh, the Speedmaster. So mm. it was a really uh, a boom a big That's jump. That's a jump, up. yeah, absolutely. And then uh, then after that the Diver, and and sometime in the middle the the vintage one. So it was kind of like a curious step back to vintage, but kind of picking something that I I much yeah. more specifically liked. So, Are there turn offs that brands do yeah. that sometimes they i don't know communicate something or put a watch out that just completely ruins your interest in a in a brand did that did that ever happen i think i mean ruin is a big word <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so i mean they can put out i yeah I, so i'm take patek i think they've put out a significant amount of ugly watches over the last 10 years i'm still interested <laughs> um, so, so like, still so uh, yeah, still can't afford it. <laughs> you know, still can't afford still it. Get still them. interested, but still interested. Exactly, but but I would say that, it, of course, it, I think the brand itself, if it can carry a significant amount of ugly watches, yeah, being released, then no problemo. 
But, I think uh, if, if releasing ugly watches is part of your DNA, I yeah, mean, that's yeah. the well, same that, with exactly. that's also yeah. with Rolex. Yeah, exactly. I'm really glad that they uh, do the, uh, the the leopard thing that uh, Nicolas Cage uh, uh, wore because exactly, uh, yeah. that that's that's what they're supposed to it do. It found the right wrist for for it, it found its place it on matchy, Nicolas matchy, Cage's yes. found a wrist. So, the, but the thing is, I don't think you can. The the issue with that is that you can't really judge a brand by a, a single watch. No. No, no, but um, no, and, but and I so, have to say that the uh, the the whole uh, I, I would almost call it a Nautilus debacle, right? The way the uh, the fifty seven eleven was uh, was waved uh, was waved goodbye yeah. in uh, in green yeah. and then yeah. in Tiffany and then in, and then it all made a, a comeback in in in, in white gold. Yeah. It, it it was a bit of a it. it it wasn't but, very strong now, did it? No, did but it didn't make them look very strong and confident you didn't in a lose way. Your interest no, exactly. Patek. I still get the fizz from a Patek. Like, it's still, I still get excited when I see a, a, a most this, Pateks, uh, basically. There, I don't know if, if it's still there, but it was there for the for, for a long uh, period of time. There was this golden ellipse in the, the mm. window in the Patek boutique in the Rue de Rhone, and I mm-hmm. kept looking at it, and I, I just think, oh my God, that 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 is quite possibly the the the, the essential watch mm. yeah mm. perfectly shaped simple elegant yeah. eternal man yeah yeah so but put so, an integrated bracelet but i think on. like that i think this is interesting and i think i think it also harnesses back to a little bit of something i think we haven't touched really upon yet which is which is marketing mm. None of us has mentioned marketing as one of the things that makes us excited in a brand. Yeah, that's also maybe yeah. because it's also for us, it's a bit uh, because we have a, a, yeah. a contact with, we have a, so we also have a kind of a personal relationship with yeah. brands because yeah. I was, I was thinking about marketing and I was also thinking about that because that I had this, uh, I was a huge uh, uh, IWC fan when, uh, mm-hmm. when, when I started getting into watches, just like yeah. John Mayer. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> completely like John Mayer, yeah. without the guitar, and 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 the budget. So yeah. nothing like John Mayer. Okay. <laughs> what was your What was your idea? But, but yeah. I really liked IWC yeah. for yeah. everything they did. There was the the, the Destriero Scafusia that was wow. That was the most complicated watch ever. And then they yeah. had these ultra cool pilots watches yeah. um, that I couldn't afford for a long time. And then and then I could. And then you get into the watch business. And then you uh, and then you meet uh, a certain uh, CEO and you see how yeah. the brand develops from yeah. from boring and instrumental into this uh, marketing uh, machine. And then mm-hmm. you kind of you get turned turned off by it because you're just right. standing too close. You look you have a look in the kitchen. Yeah. The yeah. problem often is it Maybe not at, uh, at at Noma, but uh, uh, that that when you have a look in the kitchen, it kind of spoils it for you. Yeah, yeah, but, it's true. You just see angry chefs shouting. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. And that and that was a little bit with uh, uh, sometimes too much knowledge and too yeah. much insight can 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 kill your your passion for a brand. Yeah. If you're not inside, if you can't look inside the kitchen, you always have the menu, the yeah. the marketing yeah. uh, campaigns, and and those can be quite awful as well that true. is true true but i don't know how much influence uh watch ads or uh campaign videos have on real watch enthusiasts i i don't right. know i i no. sincerely doubt if they have uh, a, a strong impact right 
Yeah, I don't know. But, I, yeah. you, you can also not blame brands for for trying to do something a little different. I mean, I think that there's a lot of pressure on 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 the, the Swiss watch industry, which has this reputation as this monolith, which which is you know unchanged and unfazed by by time. It's very traditional. It's yeah, very they get criticized when they don't change, and when they yeah. change, they get criticized. Exactly. They, <laughs> yeah. They're kind of you're kind of putting them in a in a in a really tough position. Yeah. And and you know, I think eventually you have to just uh, you have to just do things for. Uh, for yourself, right? Like if you're if you're working at one of the brands and you're and you're a designer and and you're you just have to believe in in that your own taste with the knowledge mm. you have of a specific brand is taking you down the right path, right? I mean, yeah. you have to uh, iteration is almost expected. You expect mm. something new to come from each uh, each uh, each brand uh, uh, throughout the year, and and you expect them to update even the the most iconic models, right? Yeah. That should arguably remain as they are, right? If you if you make something perfect, then why would you go and, and try and change it? Um, you know, it's it's it's. Did Rolex make the Daytona uh, more perfect than it already? Yeah, but was? that's it's 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 really hard to say. Yeah. Well, they made it a. Oh yeah, well, this is such a difficult discussion, but <laughs> they made it a better watch. On paper. On paper. Suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and I, I, and I guess watch brands have to make mm. consistently make things better on paper yeah. otherwise also they're standing still the in time that's the essence of the uh, of the industry that that's is, the yeah, whole that's the whole yeah, point yeah, exactly we're, we're not creating it's how it all they're not there. creating no. art no 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 they're, they're no, consumables <laughs> yeah at the end of the day but but i think the watch brands they they have a almost an obligation to try and push the needle a little bit further yeah, that, that, every that, time. I, I appreciate yeah. about uh, Omega. I'm not yeah. always uh, uh, the yeah. biggest fan of their designs. No, but I like their their, their constant push to make and create uh, better movements and yeah. better uh, and better watches. Yeah, that, that's something uh, yeah. that is definitely. Uh, yeah something to to achieve to i think achieve. innovation innovation really ties into it but then there there is also an aspect of like artistry that that, that goes into it right like like when when brands are able to create uh, uh, beautiful guilloche dials or work oh, with uh, exotic materials and, and create something interesting or absolutely uh, yeah. grand uh, enamel uh, dials and, and using it in a very traditional manner but yeah. then to to bring a different effect i think that things like that are also quite uh, quite quite interesting and and i think that it takes a little bit of time to to really find appreciation for that kind yeah. Yeah. thing um but it is one of those things where where it, it can also keep you interested and it can also you know keep you invested in a, in a specific brand if they're doing specific work that that no one is really no one else is really doing right mm -hmm. it's also it's also good for a brand to find a niche and to yeah. really shine there um and uh we, we were talking before about louis monet and how the the, the brand yeah. has this very unique um uh, very unique aesthetic and very unique approach to to what they do yeah. and and it's just uh you know every year at watches and wonders i, I look forward to the meeting absolutely yeah. it's uh, it's uh, you never know what's what's going to come and and you know i hope another memoria spirit yeah that, those are fantastic <laughs> and then there was also the uh the um, if you remember a, a dial that was made out of individually painted puzzle pieces yeah. that depicted yeah. a, uh, an, an, an animal i think it was a tiger or something like that but it was uh, it I was think it was a common house cat but uh, house cat. <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it, things like that right and then and then the thing is you you have the you have to separate between what you find interesting sort of objectively from from an outside perspective yeah. right and then the thing is with watches you're wearing it right yeah. it's it's yeah. it's it's a statement of your own 
personality and your own character and, and what you align mm -hmm. with in a way, right? Yeah. So if you if you wear a Richard Mill, you're saying something about yourself. Oh, if you wear an, uh, an AP, you're saying something about yourself. If you're wearing a... Uh, uh, what are uh, you saying about yourself when you wear a bronze Fratellores? Uh, you work at Fratello. Yeah, <laughs> you work at Fratello, and uh, or or you're or you're a fan of Fratello, and uh, oh, you're a fan of Oris or both. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But but I don't know, right? It's but it's one of those I, things. I, I agree with you. There's yeah. a statement. There's subtext to wearing a specific watch. So I think that that's one way in which you might align yourself with a brand, yeah. and and so then there's the two the two sides. What keeps you interested, and what actually gets you to buy something. I think that that's yeah that's yeah the yeah. But also thing. what what gets you interested, but also it keeps you interested, but also mm. what gets you interested. Like yeah. for example, I, we talked about this before earlier as well. But Trilop. Yeah, I for me, I'd never heard about the brand before, and then I saw that they did this these sort of night night sky effects, yeah. unique night yeah. sky effects on their dial, yeah. and I thought oh, that's really really a cool thing. Yeah. And ever since they've done that, I've been interested in the brand mm, for sure. Because sure. so possibly subconsciously, my mind thought, okay, well, if they can have the ability to come up with an idea that I find so cool, yeah, I can't wait to see what else they can do. For mm -hmm. sure. For sure. So so now the ball is in their court. For in sure. terms of like making keeping up with that sort of enthusiasm that I I have for the brand, but um, but I think that's an interesting example of yeah. they do one niche thing, yeah, and at least I can only speak for myself, obviously. Sure, but then sure, sure, sure. I think okay, well, this brand is going somewhere. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes like we said at the beginning, it's it's very simplified to say what makes a brand good, but yeah. but I think that it's it is a, a combination of at least some of these factors put together, Absolutely. and then whether whether it's 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 something that you aspire to own or whether yeah. it's something that you you're just able to appreciate from mm. a distance. Obviously, price ultimately determines that. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the most and, part, yeah. and whether you're willing to aspire to something or not. But I think ultimately that's that's one of the big uh, big uh, big points there. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're lucky to have a lot of great brands doing great stuff and. and yeah, oh, definitely. Forward to seeing what uh, what more we'll see uh, for the rest of this year. Yeah, cool, definitely. Cool so I think yeah. in in wrapping up, I'm going to uh, touch back on the oh. uh, comment of the week from yeah. last week. Oh yeah, the comment. Oh, um, if you guys remember, we discussed. Uh, uh, it's related to the episode from the mm -hmm. week before. So we discussed the myth of watch size, ah. and uh, Mr. James Howard said, "As an American, I don't know what the hell a millimeter is." But I know everything should be forty of them, <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, I think that's that's got to be the common truth. Belief. I think yeah. uh, James, you've nailed it. And, uh, <laughs> Mic <and> drop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everything forty millimeters. On the pole. That's, yeah. the, that's the sweet spot. Yeah. That's the the myth of uh, watch size uh, uh, wrapped up. Uh, but yeah, perfect. So uh, as as ever, uh, thank you guys uh, for joining me. Thank and, you, Murphy. Uh, thank yeah, you for thank tuning you. in. Thanks, Murphy, for for making the round. And uh, yeah, tune in next week. Make sure to like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Fratello Talks. See you then.